When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Positive Mindset Podcast, where we work together to raise our vibration, lift our perspective, and build a positive mindset. My name is Henry, and we have an awesome episode for you today with special guest Billy Barefoot Yogi. This was a great interview, and I'm so excited to share this conversation that we had. It's very uplifting. It's very enlightening. If you're someone that wants to build your positive mindset, wants to know some practical steps that you can take and how you can shift your mind to get there, then this is the episode for you. Billy's journey in life led him to a practice of meditation and yoga, which he combined with his passion for music, and this allowed him to become a pioneer of hot yoga and meditation. He has been teaching for 10 plus years and has trained over 95 yoga instructors. This is such a great conversation. I can't wait to dive into it. But before we do, we're going to take a few moments to slow down, zero in. We're going to take some deep, healing, meditative breaths to align ourselves with the frequency that we want. So you're going to pick a word. It could be love, joy, happiness, abundance, whatever word resonates with the frequency that you want. And when we breathe in, you're going to say that word over and over and over again, really charge yourself up with that frequency. As you're holding your breath, visualize yourself doing something in that frequency. And then once you exhale, anything that no longer resonates with you will leave you and you'll be in a more positive state. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. And out. All right, well, we're going to do another deep breath. This one is going to be about alignment, about receiving, about getting yourself in position to understand and become the message that you need for today. Imagine that you are surrounded by the highest, most loving frequency. And when you breathe it in, it's going to charge you up. It's going to loosen up the negativity. It's going to loosen up the weight, loosen up the blockages. And as you're holding your breath, it will gather it all together. And then once you exhale, it'll take all of it with it, leaving you in the most positive state for the day. Go ahead and take a final deep breath in. And out. All right. Well, before we dive into this great interview, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Fierce Forward Jewelry. If you've been listening for a while, you know that this is a partnership I've had for some time and I'm really passionate about this brand because one, I wear some of it. I wear the positive mindset bracelet that you can check out, but everything that you can get there is handmade with love and it's just such powerful meaningful stuff that can empower you to move forward and live your greatest life. So if you want to check it out, there's a link in the description. If you use the code name Henry, you do get a discount and it does help support the podcast. So I appreciate everybody that has purchased it. But enough of that, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. All right. Well, Billy, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you. And 
the question I just asked you right before we started, I want to ask you right now, because I think it's a great way to introduce you to everybody, but you're Billy Barefoot Yogi, you know, uh, who are you? What brings you here? And uh, you know, how'd you get that name? Okay, well, it's good to, good to be here with you, Henry. And um, well, I started teaching yoga about 10 years ago in small town, Kentucky, and I had to kind of like really provide like a light version of yoga for people to feel safe with something so new. And it was an immediate success here in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and later in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is only about 20 minutes apart. And my first yoga studio was just across the street from my house. And I was always barefoot teaching yoga. I was barefoot walking back and forth to my house across the street. And someone one day called me, look, it's Billy Barefoot Yogi. And I said, well, that kind of fits me because I'm, uh, you know, um, very connected to the earth. And also it's kind of a comical name in some sense. It's kind of a, it's light. And I like that. Yeah, no, that's when I saw your account. So I came across you on TikTok, uh, I believe was that across. And it's so funny, like that's such a huge source of information now, TikTok, Instagram, just social media and stuff. And, uh, you know, saw you kind of looked you up and that's why I reached out to you. But, you know, how do you go from just becoming like a person, you know, per- person listening to this right now is probably thinking, okay, I tuned in, I need some positivity. I'm trying to build my positive mindset. And to, I would say when you are going by the name, you know, Billy Barefoot Yogi, things are probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. 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 How do you so- get there? <laughs> Well, for me, um, if I could, you know, just give you a brief history of my life, uh, you know, I was an alcoholic at the age of 14, and that carried on into my uh, 20s, got into drugs, uh, you know, could not be in any productive relationship. I had a lot of issues, and uh, what I realized, it was all in my mind. It was all the thoughts in the mind and and the negativity and Um, when I discovered yoga and meditation, I discovered that there's something else besides our mind. And that is, we are the the heart space, as I call it, or the observer. And when I stayed in my heart space, I recognized that everything is beautiful and powerful and we are consciousness and everything's alive and well and amazing. Even when circumstances may not always be that way. And so to me, it was like uh, how someone you hear about someone, you know, going to church and, and, and flipping the script. And now they're like happy about life and everything. It happened to me, but without the church part, without the religion part, it was just flipping the script and making the decision to say, I don't have to listen to this negativity that's in my own mind, let alone what it is being taught to me by other people. And so I started placing all of my awareness and my power and all my choices uh, coming from my, my, my heart space, as I call it, my, my awareness. And, and in that, it completely shifted and changed everything. Okay. So, you know, this is actually something that came to mind. It's something that, um, you know, I think we all have experiences that we're meant to have here on, on earth. And uh, or maybe not meant to have, but we have the opportunity to have, and there's prob- probably different options. And so, 
I get messages from a lot, a lot of people, a lot of times where they they're dealing with um, difficult things. You know, maybe it is drugs, maybe it's, you know, negative relationships or um, self-destructive habits and things like that. And, you know, I think something I'm able to offer is perspective. Um, But I didn't go through a lot of those things myself. Like I understand the perspective. And, and so people that I talk to that I get to have like one-on-ones with and those type of conversations, a lot of times I say like those difficult things that you're going through are, are your level up. Like when you get through that, like what you'll be able to give the world is a lot stronger than maybe I would be able to give because I didn't overcome that. So my understanding of it is from like a perspective looking in versus your understanding it is like breaking a pattern. Right. And has that been something that you have experienced now in your practice and like in what you do? Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. And, you know, I do want to say that even people who have not experienced certain aspects of the human condition, uh, such as yourself, have a unique way of understanding that condition without ever experiencing it, at least yeah. at the root of it. Okay. And that's very powerful. Um, so for me, having taught yoga and meditation for 10 years, um, I was able to connect with over 18,000 students in 10 years. And oh, wow. each and every person, uh, it's, it's right outside a military base. So I connected with a lot of people with PTSD or um, separation anxiety for a loved one who's gone you know, overseas for a year, um, alcoholism, drug addiction. I mean, you name it, like everything. And having that experience for someone to come to me as a yoga teacher after class and say, how can I move beyond this? And being able to connect with their specific uh, moment, their story, and being able to offer something uh, that flips the script, as I call it, uh, you know. So uh, that has been a very how it has all unfolded has not been like it wasn't a plan, uh, but how it's all unfolded for me had enabled me to not just gain my own experience, but to really feel the experience of so many people and find the root cause of everybody's unhappiness. Yeah. So what what is that? What would you say is the root cause? It is that our mind is is programmed from you know toddler childhood you know, uh, we are programmed and a lot of our programs are great, how to wash our hands and how to prepare food and things like that. Those programs are great, but a lot of the programs, uh, that we are taught or conditioned into our mind creates a false image of who we are and it creates a false image of how we see the world. And that is the ultimate root cause of it. So someone listening to this podcast right now feels like they don't love their body. They have a body image issue, but that that is a false a perspective uh, it is a false perspective of who they really are because they are beyond the body itself, beyond the programs. And when we get one moment, when we have one moment, if, if I can use this as an example, uh, I seen the story of a guy who was in a plane crash in in the ocean and he was the only survivor and he's literally out there floating in the ocean no land in sight, no uh, safety in sight. He's not worried about paying his bills in that moment. You know, he's not worried about uh, if he's got a few extra pounds on him or, or he's not worried about any of those. He is fully in that moment and he has stepped out of his programmed mind in that moment. 
And, you know, hopefully for most of us that we don't have to be in that position uh, to to go beyond the mind. But the root cause of everyone's suffering is this program mind that we believe in and that we invest our life into saying, I am this person, when in reality, we're something so much more powerful. Oh, yeah. And that's um, right. Those habits or those patterns um, that we create in our mind, the things we do, um, do affect how we feel and see and experience the world um, with that. So this is a question that I constantly um, am faced with is breaking those patterns, you know, working with somebody so that they can be free of like a negative person, for example, is, is a good person right? They're not a bad person. And most of the time, I don't think they want to be negative. But for some reason, that is the, I almost feel like it's a frequency, you know, if, if we, and maybe I'm just explaining it in a weird way, but like, you know, a table's not a table, it's a frequency of sorts that's, you know, got atoms and everything in a certain vibration that create the table. And so like, I think we can run in an energy or frequency that allows us to see certain things, Yes. And so somebody that's in a lower frequency will see that the table is brown and, you know, to match the furniture, it needed to be black. And so they see that versus someone that's in a positive frequency isn't going to see the difference in table and other furniture. They're going to see, man, I'm so glad I have this table. I'm happy it's here. And uh, how, how does someone shift? Because I think that's the root of someone being in a positive mindset or negative mindset is like, you know, how they're experiencing and how they're experiencing is based on that frequency in their mind. And so with you dealing with, you know, over 10,000 people, how do you dive into that to where someone could start shifting away from that? Uh, Well, first of all, I I would say that your explanation of that was spot on uh, that, you know, in, in a clear sense, when we look at a tree, it is really energy. And we are energy and we are connected by energy and it's all the same energy. Yeah. And, but what happens is where we place our focus is where we go. So if the focus is on uh, a difference or a comparison or a, or a negative thought, if that's where the focus is, then our reality gets, gets colored. You know, everything we see, it's like, it's like I explained sometimes if you put on a pair of yellow sunglasses, everything you see is yellow. Um, and it's kind of like that with positive and negative. So this is what I say in, in my, in my upcoming book, uh, three easy steps, uh, to get out of negative mindset or to get out of, um, anxiety, whatever it is. And step number one is to recognize that there are thoughts in your mind that are not serving you any purpose. Um, most likely they were put there by your parents or teachers. Uh, somebody told you years ago that, you know, you're overweight. And so that has stuck, okay? But it doesn't serve you any purpose. So the first step is to recognize that you have a thought in your mind that is not welcome. It could be intrusive thought. Uh, It does not serve you any purpose. And the second step is to recognize you're the observer of the thought. You're not the thought itself. So once you make that recognition, you're the observer, there's there's a feeling of detachment from it. And then it's like watching that somebody else is having the thought. You're not having that thought. And so You don't get entangled in it. And step three is that spaciousness within us all, consciousness within us, uh, that observes the thinking mind. We can just stay as the consciousness. We don't have to to 
place all of our focus on the thought process and then get sucked into it like we're watching a movie. Yeah. So step one, recognize that we all have programs that don't work for us. Step two, uh, be the observer of those thoughts, make that recognition. And step three is to surrender to the observer, be the observer. Um, however that, whatever that means to you. How do you feel about the, and I, this is a big one too, because for me, it's the most powerful thing I think I can give myself. Um, to somebody else, it could also be a reason why they don't make these steps is that the reason that you're in the position you're in is because of you. Uh, and so if you are not in a favorable position, it's especially in the climate we have today, it's so easy to be the victim. And if you are the victim, then you are the victim, right? You know, so you're right, regardless, you're the, you know, um, wh however you view it, you're correct. And so that's something that I've been really trying to work with because if you have someone that's in a depressive state or, and maybe not like they have legitimate depression, you know, they suffer from it or something like that to tell them that it's their fault. They're in that way is sometimes difficult. So how can someone get to that place? Because if it is their fault, that it is that way, that means they can change it, right? If it's something else's fault, that it's the way that means they can't change it. And right. I believe it's easier to believe that it's something else that's causing this, right? It's, I have this disease, or I was born with this ailment, or I had bad parents, or I had, you know, all these external things versus saying like, well, but it's, I exist because of me, and right. I can shift it. Yeah, everything is shiftable, everything is changeable. And I was in a, uh, a, a yoga retreat uh, one time, and a girl had, was getting very frustrated with me saying that everything we can change everything within us and you know people like dr joe dispenza you know with uh, the placebo effect or you are the mm -hmm. placebo things like that um, a lot of science and even neuroscience neuroplasticity is proving that we can rewire anything we have that capability oh, yeah. um but so i was in this retreat and i was saying that we can literally change everything and and this girl shared a very traumatic experience that she had when she was um, a child of, of sexual abuse. And in, sh in her sharing that, she says, tell me how I can ever move beyond that or change that. And so sometimes we think, you know, yeah, so, you know, Henry and Billy are talking and I get it. I can, I can learn to accept the brown table, but then there's bigger issues where yeah. like people who have had trauma, but in some sense, it's the same thing. It's learning to have an open heart space to understand that, yes, something very tragic happened and it was not good. And we should uh, take a lot of self-care time and healing within us. But at the same time, um, I shared a story uh, with her uh, that I will you know, share with you right now that um, when I was 14, my mom dated a guy who was very physically abusive. And one Saturday morning, he came out of uh, the bedroom. It was 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. He thought I was making too much noise and decided to just clock me right in the face, floored me. And I was 14. And of course, uh, you know, I'm five foot six and 135 pounds as an adult. You can imagine I was kind of a small guy as, as 14. This was a big Green Beret uh, military guy. 
So he just, I mean, he knocked me across the room. Um, so I suffered that. And, but also what I realized when, when I had this awakening, as I call it, this realization, when that occurred in me, suddenly I felt compassion for him and I felt, and I haven't seen him in 20 years, so I'm not connected with him, but suddenly I, I brought him into my heart and I saw hurt people, hurt people. And so sometimes what we're doing is we're turning tragedy into um, healing. And then we are allowing that healing to move through us and out into the world. So in all aspects, whether it's a brown table or black table, or we're talking about major trauma, we can rewire and we can change our perspective 100%. And I have seen way too many miracles, if I can use that word, way too many miracles in my life where people have done just that. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the hardest, I think, not maybe the hardest things, but to be able to get to that point where you can show them compassion, right? The person that, um, because it clicked, you understood that that person didn't hurt you because they're evil. Uh, They hurt you because that's what they know. They know hurt. And that's like they're they're living in. You generally don't, what whatever is within is what you're going to put out. Absolutely. So, if you're hurting people, it's generally because that's what you're in the the hurts. And, um, you know, we, we live in some wild times. I think we probably always have, I hear, I see that. So let's all talk about TikTok. I probably spend too much time on TikTok, but, um, I, I see this comment almost all the time and it's like, it's millennials, especially that let's use this comment. Cause it always says like, as a millennial or something, but like, I'm tired of living like through the most wars or the the biggest recession or like, you know, like they think that everything bad has happened now and it's, it's so terrible. And um, the, the fact of the matter is I think that this is all one big lesson that we get the opportunity to learn many times here on this earth school. And it's not meant to be paradise. Like there's paradise elsewhere and you don't learn a lot in paradise. I don't believe, Um, you know, when you want to, gain muscle for example i I work in fitness so i use this example a lot you have to go break your muscle right and then it heals and it comes back just a little bit stronger yeah and you do it again and again and the more time under tension the more time you're in resistance the more it's going to grow so why would our frequency be any different yeah yeah that's that's very well said and uh i agree with that about building muscle of course, that has been proven a million times over in science that you build muscle by destroying the muscle. So the muscle has to come back bigger and better. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good way of, of looking at it. And a lot of times when people ask me how to have a spiritual awakening, I say, well, most people have it through suffering. Yeah. It is through suffering that they wake up to something bigger, better, brighter. And that is their higher consciousness, if we could say that. Um, but One of the things in my book, one of the chapters in my book that I think would go well with today's podcast is this. It's called The Four Most Important Questions, and this is how to flip the script on whatever's going on in your life, and that is this. The first question is, do you know where you've been? Like, like, take a look at, at your life, all your traumas, your joys, your success, your failures. Do you know where you've been? Okay, so you get this picture in your mind. Yes, I know where I've been. Okay, hold on to that picture. Question number two, do you know where you are right now? 
you know, not, not your location, but do you know where you are now? You know, and somebody says, yes, yeah, I know I'm at a crossroads in my life. I need to change. I've been, I've been in this darkness long enough. I say, okay, so you know where you've been, you know where you are now. Do you know where you want to go? That's the third question. And they say, okay, yeah, you know, I, I just want, I want to be happy. I want to, I want to be peaceful and, you know, just, you know, work a job and, and, and enjoy it. And okay. So you know where you want to go, you know, where you've been, you know, where you are now, you know, where you want to go. But the fourth question is the most important question. How bad do you want it? Yeah. Because without that motivation, without that drive to say that I want this so bad, nothing will stand in the way. You're, you're going to flip your own, you're going to flip your own script to the point that whatever, and you can do it overnight, whatever you saw yesterday, Yesterday is negative. Today, you see it as either neutral or positive. But you have to want it. You have to want it more than anything. You have to be diligent towards it. Um, and to add to that for a moment, it's like this. If you're driving your family across country at night in the car and all your kids, spouse or friends, whatever, are all asleep and you're the one driving, um, you know that the safety of of all of them are in your hands because you're driving, you're out on that interstate and it's not much traffic and you're kind of getting sleepy. You would do anything to not fall asleep. You would do anything. You would slap yourself in the face. You would roll the window down. Uh, you would pour ice in your pants. You would do anything, right? <laughs> do anything to make sure that you did not fall asleep, that you did not fall asleep because you knew it would end in tragedy. So what do you do? You do anything and you have to do the same thing. You have to be diligent in your life to say, and I work with a lot of people who you could tell them the whole spill and they say, yeah, but I live with my mom and she's negative. Okay. Well, you have to want it more than you want to label your mom negative. You have to rise above it all and anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Anyone can do it. And I think that's when you were talking about being in that, uh, strategy or trauma type space where it has to be pretty tough to like make you want to do that change um the hard part i believe is that you know, the initial motivation drive does wear off and mm -hmm. that's where it gets difficult and I, this is something i've actually done a couple recent episodes on and uh, generally if i'm doing an episode something on it's because what i'm working through myself and i feel like there's a homeostasis of of where we're at and it's could be a collection of actions that we've done in this lifetime or the past if you want to get into you know what i believe but at least this lifetime you know for someone listening um we are what we are now is from the residual patterns that we've put in so if you're 35 that's 35 years of those patterns and when you try to shift it's almost like you know you can start moving but the universe which we've talked about being frequencies tries to pull you back in and so it's not in the traditional way of like how you would imagine it would happen so i see this in fitness all the time someone joins the gym they have this goal they're gonna lose 20 pounds and they start coming pretty regularly for a week or two weeks three weeks and that things are going well then something will offset them coming in and they go back really quickly to their old state um, but it's not usually something that you would expect Maybe they get like a promotion at work and now they're not able to come in or they get in this really great relationship or they start traveling more or they, you know, all these things happen and it gets in the way, but somehow it's like this homeless, it's not negative or positive. It's just this frequency you're in 
wants right. to maintain it. Yeah. And so like, how do you motivate someone to get past that to where they are now that future frequency they're trying to create? That's a really good question. And um, I totally agree with what you're saying in the sense that people have motivation to do something. And what I always tell people when they start off uh, with a yoga journey or meditation journey is don't, don't focus so much on, or even weight loss. Cause I I've worked with people on weight loss journeys. And I say this, I say, maybe have a goal in mind, but let it be a very loose goal. And then just put the goal in the back of your mind and create a lifestyle instead. Because when you create a lifestyle, the, the, the weight loss is going to come. The building of the muscle is going to come. Uh, the, the quieting of the mind in meditation is going to come. The flexibility in yoga is going to come, especially if we create a lifestyle out of it and not focus on the goal, because then when the goal is reached, we get lost. We get kind of lost. Now we're com- complacent because, we well, I had a goal and I've reached it. Now what? Um, so, you know, one of the things I, I talk about in my book is uh, – Half of my book is what I call preliminaries. It's getting getting you ready for the practices. And the second half is the practices. And one of the practices in my book includes physical fitness because of all the amazing things it does for our brain, our body, blood flow, oxygen levels, neurotransmitters, uh, any type of fitness. Uh, just because I teach yoga, you know, uh, I, 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 am, I promote all types of fitness yeah. because it does the same thing. Um, so – how not to just, you know, something come up in your life and get sucked back in. Uh, you know, I always just say create a lifestyle out of it. And, you know, and also you can't judge yourself if you if you do step away from the gym for a week uh, or, you know, meditation or whatever, that it is just flowing like um, like Taoism, yin and yang. You're just flowing. You're floating through time and space with a loose goal in mind. But the ultimate flow is based on this is my life now, not I'm going to do this to get a better life. Yeah, that's I love that. And I think that's, again, working in fitness, my mind starts going in like the business side of things. But that's a huge miss that I think a lot of fitness facilities um, just aren't hitting on. Um, And I think one of the reasons why is if you you know were to put an ad out that said you know change your lifestyle to a happy healthy lifestyle you're going to get uh, some leads but if you put you know lose 20 pounds in six weeks you know you're going to get you know because people want the result right a lot of people want to be a millionaire they don't necessarily want to live like a millionaire does to to, to become that and so when we talk about creating a, a that lifestyle how does that happen like you know, say for instance, with, with your practice and stuff, if someone discovers you, how do you have that influence on them? Because the factors that are heavy in in my experience, what, what generally prevents somebody from being successful is um, their circle of influence, like friends and family members, and then their job. Uh, Those tend to be like the big things that I'm usually up against beyond just their own mental state. So how do you approach that to create that lifestyle because you know you're seeing them 10% of the day compared to you know their other 90. Yeah, that's a good point and there's a chapter in my in my upcoming book called whatever you practice you get good at. If you yeah. practice anxiety, you get good at anxiety. If you practice stress, you get good at stress. 
If you practice good at looking in the mirror and just loving your body just as it is, you're going to get good at it. So it all comes down to a practice. And I've even said this in my yoga classes before. Uh, you, you know, you just said they're there with me, you know, five, 10 percent out of a day. And then they go back to, you know, and I've said this. I said, if, if you've come here to my class to get relaxed and to feel good about your life, just to go back to the BS, you're wasting your time even in this class. Yeah. Because the point of it is, is um, not to just uh, compartmentalize, I think is the word. Well, this is our peace moment and this is the moment where we stress. And no, the whole thing can open up wide and it gets there by creating and flipping those habits, those bad habits. I know there's a book out. You probably know the title better than I do. You know, like uh, the, the 10 habits of like successful people or whatever. It's oh, called. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's eight, eight um, or 10, but highly, yeah, have, I have the book. It's like right over there. I could go yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. Even if somebody says, you know, I'm not even really trying to be successful, but it's, it could be the, the, the habits that you create that you release judgment, body image issues, all of this program mind is the term I always use. And when you release it and you really open up to your heart and your creativity, those habits happen very naturally. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, if you have a newborn baby, you don't have to remind yourself to feed it or to change it. But somehow we don't look at our own life in such a, a way that makes sure we're you know eating the right foods and drinking enough water and making sure that we are what we are allowing to go into our mind isn't creating some kind of you know detrimental pattern. So, um, yeah, so for many years, I've been doing just that is. The thing about me that many people say they feel is different is that I just cut right, right to the point and I get right to it. And I've asked people before, they say, my life's falling apart and I'm stressed out. And, and I'm just like, right, let's just get to the root of it right now. Uh, because I'm not a therapist and there's nothing wrong with therapy, of course, but I'm not a therapist and I'm not trying to set you up for a lifetime of sessions. Yeah. No, uh, let's just. Let's flip the script now, create new practices, and whatever you do, stay motivated to follow those practices and change your lifestyle. And I'm sure you already know, Henry, that 21 days changes a habit. And once that habit changes, you don't really have to put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I mean, when you commit to it and keep those patterns, like, you know, that, that you break that cycle after 21 days, which is really um, short, um, which is a good and a bad thing, right? That means you can also create bad habits pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Um, that practice comment you made, it uh, it reminded me of Kobe Bryant. Uh, there's this interview. I mean, he's got a lot of famous interviews, but uh, there's one where he was being interviewed. And when he was young, like I think 12 or 13 or something like that, um, he didn't make some kind of team. I don't think it was like a, a school team, but it was whatever team was at his level. He, he didn't make it. And so, you know, he practiced and got better. But when he talked about like how his mindset going into that is he just figured, well, if I just do basketball more than anybody else, then I'll be the best. And so I figure, you know, someone that's playing basketball is going to practice an hour a day. So if I practice eight hours a day, then in one day, I'm going to do more than they do in a week. And if I do that every day, you know, in seven days, I've done more than they've done in seven days and it takes them seven weeks. And so that's going to exponentially pass it. And so he would practice basketball four hours before school four hours after school 
and he was just obsessed with you know the the art of the practice and creating that um that that skill set and obviously that was for something for basketball but like you said you know telling yourself nice things in the mirror you know being kind to yourself uh being kind to others which is probably even you know just as valuable um you know that's uh that's that's a huge thing is 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 doing that absolutely and and so when someone so when someone because i i actually don't know a lot about yoga um we have yoga in in the gyms i'm a part of Um, to be honest you know it's probably i would call it like yoga light you know because it's in you know it's in a gym um that so it's just a class we offer so i doubt there's much more than the physical part of it you know there's probably not any kind of uh, there's not much, you know, talking as far as just taking the class and, and the, the exercise part of it. But, you know, tell me a little bit about the yoga practice that you do. And, you know, how I don't know if it's online, if it's in person, is it both? Like, how, tell me a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, I would love to. Uh, first, I want to comment about uh, what you said about Kobe Bryant. And I would say the same goes for someone like Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Who, um. Tom Brady would not be someone that 20 years ago or 22 years ago, you would say has so much talent, but it was the, it was his, it was practice, 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 and whatever you practice, you get good at. And he, um, you know, if you read any stories or watch any interviews, someone always says he was, you know, always studying, always practicing, excuse me. He was always engaged with that aspect. And that's why he became the greatest of all time. That's why Kobe Bryant um, became what Kobe Bryant was or. uh, So on that note, it's like what you put that motivation and that love and that life, whatever you put into it, you're going to get back out. And so it's not like we can watch these people on TV and say they got lucky. Nobody got lucky. And uh, what, what they, what they had was the passion, the drive, to create a practice within themselves that became their lifestyle. Um, So the yoga that I started teaching about 10 years ago was more than just let's go into a room and do some stretches and things. It, it was very much motivational. It's time to wake up to your, to your truest self. It's time to move beyond all of this, this negative energy, this um, dense and dark energy. And so I would teach the postures and intermittently, you know, profess these motivational things that I would say. Sometimes I would draw inspiration from other people and sometimes it would just come from my own heart space. But um, there was something about that in yoga. This it, it made my yoga fall somewhere between ancient yogis on a mountain and yoga that's just fitness, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Because a lot of people are not going to go on a yoga retreat and, um, you know, be drinking stuff out of a coconut and because it's not going to feel right to them, you know, especially, you know, I work with a lot of men um, being next to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, uh, 101st Airborne, all of that. uh, And also a lot of women in the military now as well, but they don't want this. uh, And many of them had told me before. I, I went to other yoga studios and it was just like poofy. It was something. It didn't feel good to me. But they come into my studio and I taught hot yoga, 105 degrees, 
you're you're going to you're going to sweat your butt off and it's it's real and I'm going to yell at you. I'm yelling at you telling you wake that up, you know, and that in and of itself really got people's attention and it's probably why we had so much success. 18,000 students in 10 years um who have come through the doors and left feeling better, sleeping better, being more positive. So we do have it online now. And it is a it is a website called bareyogis.com, B-A-R-E, Bear Yogis. And the same type of thing. Uh, we don't have a big presence online because what we did was in person, but um, we do have some videos and stuff like that on there. Okay. So is it, is it both now? Is it hybrid? So like there's people that still take your course in, in person and then there's people that do it online or is it navigating to all online now? Uh, we've been closed since uh, 2020 because of the pandemic and it has been, so right now it's fully online, but I have more or less transitioned into uh, what I'm doing now, which is the path of Mystica. Uh, basically it's about spiritual awakening. I also have a 12 step recovery um, program that I have in, in that same umbrella of Mystica. Okay. It's basically getting out of your head and into your heart. Um, but so yes, the yoga aspect of it is fully online at this time, but most of my attention in the past two years has been on, uh, more of the med- meditation side to yoga. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I think that's, you know, progression, right? Like we, one is probably not better than the other. It's just you've, um, your version of you has changed. And so like what you're putting out there is different now. So who's like the ideal person that you would talk to? Like who who would benefit from you? Um, The ideal person could be anyone and everyone. Cause you know, the, I've had a handful of zoom sessions this past week. Uh, a woman in LA who has a corporate job, uh, someone in a small town who works at Walmart, someone who's dealt with addiction, someone who's never dealt with addiction, anyone who wants to wake up to their true self. Uh, and, and you know, people always say, follow your heart. Anyone who really wants to follow their heart and wants to know how to get in touch with their own heart, that's what I'm about. And it kind of covers almost everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a good way of looking at it, right? It's just like a state of being like, you know, you want to do this, okay, it doesn't matter, even if you're in corporate America, if you're in high school, you know, whatever, and like, you know, let's, let's, let's level up and stuff. And so this is something like, like, what, what's the next thing? Like, you know, I think, um, I don't know if you've gotten to this stuff, but you know, there's this talk that we're in like the 3D world and we're going to the 5D or like, you know, our consciousness is evolving or, you know, there's, there's just, you know, we're coming into the kingdom age. Like it depends. I think a lot of times like what you're into, you know, if, what, what religion you follow or, you know, what YouTube channel you might follow, like whatever it is. Um, but it seems like, because I look at everything, um, you know, I, I really like to, understand as much as I can of, of it all and it seems like either everybody's copying each other and putting their own spin on it to what they're speaking to or we're on the verge of like going into something else and what's your opinion on that uh, very good question and I uh, I agree with you we can all put different terms on things uh, ultimately I think most people are are wanting to have a, an experience, a human experience 
uh, of love and beauty and happiness, whether they're rich or not, whether they're famous or not. We all kind of want that same thing. And I would say that we are definitely in the age of awakening. People are waking up at an exponential rate than any time in history. And that doesn't mean waking up to a religion or, or even to a philosophy. It's waking up to this is my life. I'm going to live my life. And in that, we expand on gender. We've seen this in the past 20 years, a lot of expansion on gender, finding middle grounds with gender. And I think that's wonderful. Um, we are expanding on so many different aspects. We are creating a much more broad spectrum of human experience than ever before. And we are all kind of protecting each other to be able to do that. Whereas maybe 20, 30 years ago, you got 95% of a nation that is against something, but now there's so much freedom, uh, inward freedom. So the whole 3D, 5D thing, I think is basically, uh, in other words, what it is I'm talking about. You've been living a 3D life and most of your focus is on the physical elements, the physical plane, physical dimension. And uh, some of it is focused on the thought dimension, but whatever decisions you're making in your life, if it's just based on the thought dimension, it's just keeping you uh, entrapped in this 3D world because you're not stepping out of the box. Um, And how to do that is different for different people. Um, it could be yoga. It could be meditation. It even could be, you know, learning to play basketball better than anyone in the world that steps yeah. you out. Of and so uh, what I always try to encourage everyone, because they say, well, what is what is a spiritual awakening going to look like? It's different for everyone. Everyone is going to expand differently. And that's what makes the human consciousness so powerful and beautiful. So uh, and then we do move through different dimensions and whether we call it 5d or, or, or what, cause I agree with you, everyone, I think we're all moving in the same direction. We're just putting different terms on it. Yeah. That's what it seems like, you know, yeah. or we're all copying each other's homework. <laughs> that's that yeah. I've come to that conclusion. We're either all saying the same thing in different ways and it's cause we each believe it or it's, we saw one person say it. So we started uh, copycatting it, but either way that goes into placebo. If we're all saying it, then that's what's you know going to happen with it. And I think, um, that things are definitely changing. Um, I think that the earth is always going to be an earth school, at least for a, a foreseeable future. So uh, we're not going to wake up tomorrow and everything is going to be beautiful and nice and friendly and, and stuff. I think the opportunities to learn are going to be present. And the choice, I think, will start to become, are you going to level up and learn by your own choice? You know, are you going to impose restriction are you going to impose discipline are you going to impose these things so that way you can truly love something um, and be in the high frequency um if you're not then this earth school is going to gladly do it for you and we'll do it again and again and again until you learn that that um whatever it is you need to learn absolutely henry that that's the quote of this podcast right there (laughs) and i can agree with you Either you're going to choose to do it or it's going to be done for you. And usually if it's done for you, it's done through suffering. And um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's beautifully put. And I totally agree with that. Um, Make the decision today. And it could be you could say, I don't even know what I'm making a decision on. It's the decision uh, 
three steps. One, recognize that what your mind is always telling you is not always serving you a purpose. And number two, recognize that you have a heart that's been begging you your whole life to be free. Be that heart space. That's step number three. Just be that heart space. And you're going to get pulled back into the mind. You're going to get pulled back into darkness and doubt. Just keep coming back. You create a practice and that practice creates a result. And eventually one day you're going to be like, hey, I've been in my heart space for a week without effort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that, that's, that's totally it. And I think uh, one of the reasons I love doing these interviews is because the type of people I get to talk to like yourself and uh, you know, it's, I think, so something that I am pressuring myself to do is to be, you know, change my circle, be around and influenced by people that are experiencing the world in a unique way and then giving that experience away. Cause that's what you do, right. You know, you, are going down your path and then you're putting it into books, you're putting it online, like you're doing those things. And I believe that's like so important, you know, cause I want to do the learning by choice. I prefer it to be, you know, on my own than, you know, learning the lesson the, the hard way, but uh, you know, how does someone, if they want a, the opportunity to get to work with you more or know more about what you're doing or, you know, your book or, you know, your website, like what's the best way, of course, all the links, you know, your, your um, website link will be in the description, but you know, how, how can someone get in touch with you? What, what's going on with you? What's, what's to come? Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, my website is thepathofmystica.com. And uh, basically, what if somebody wants to connect with me, you can always go to the website. I have a contact form. Uh, you can email me. People email me questions anywhere from physical uh, questions about even fitness and yoga and even questions, I, I just answered a question uh, right before this podcast about generational chains, like, you know, how like things get carried on from generation to generation. How do you break that? So um, anybody could email me uh, through my website. I have links on my website. I do offer a free course called the Mystica Unprogram, 21 Day Mystica Unprogram. Basically, it's unprogramming your mind from everything that serves it no purpose. Like I said in the beginning, it's not like we want to be unprogrammed from how to prepare food or wash our hands or drive a car, but it's a 21-day Mystica Unprogram, unprogram you from everything that you are not, and I also have a lot of um, people who struggle with addiction who have found the program to be very powerful, and uh, so what's to come is my book's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, it'll be on Amazon and um, digital formats and all of that, eventually an, an Audible. Um, I don't know. I have some retreats coming up uh, this summer, and I am also kind of a um, really just go with the flow person. And uh, since I got on TikTok uh, just a couple months ago and have gained, I don't know, 45,000 followers in two That's months, um, just because... I'm adding both my humor to it. Some of the things I do, I, I think they're funny, but I'm adding the truth. And so much of what I'm saying on TikTok, people are saying, I, I, this totally resonates with me, that I am not my mind, that I can just watch my mind and not have to always interact with it. So, um, so yes, uh, between TikTok and YouTube and my website, People are free to, um, you know, check out what I'm doing, contact with me, join the free course uh, or send me an email. Yeah, no, I'll throw all the links down there. I mean, like I said, I came across you through TikTok and 
I think that's such a powerful medium because it's, it's not quite YouTube or it's, you know, long form, um, but it's not related to Facebook. And so anything that's not related to Facebook, I'm happy with, um, yeah. you know, so, you know, it's, it's a great, great form. And so I'll put all your social media links in the description, of course, to your website as well. Um, do you have a kind of like a message of someone's, you know, kind of thinking, okay, like so it was good podcast, you know, what's something that they can take with them for the day that like, if you could give somebody a frequency or words of wisdom, what would it be? Okay. Uh, no matter where, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, no matter how much you think change is not possible, it is 100% possible. And, uh, it's why my personal story I think is important because it's not like I grew up in such a such way where somebody could ever say, well, it was easy for him to change it wasn't and um so that's it just anyone can do this i don't care what race you are uh what gender sexual orientation what part of the world you're in none of that matters because what you need in this life is already within you it's just about tapping into it absolutely well i'm gonna do a little tapping into it tonight yeah i want to make sure that uh you know everyone that's listening spend some time the answers are within you Absolutely. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for any point of time, you know, from where I started to where now the whole point was sharing things that were within me. And if you found it beneficial, then you're no different than I. We're all the same. Uh, it's, it's within you, your path, your next step. It's all within you. Great teachers. This is something that I believe wholeheartedly. Great teachers, mentors, um, coaches, whatever you want to call it. They're not necessarily great because of what they know. They're great because of what they help you understand about you and then allowing you to do something with it. Um, so I hope that this podcast hit home for some of you, gave you all some ideas. Um, if you resonate with it, definitely check out Billy's stuff. It's, it's really awesome. Billy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to get to talk to you, get to know you. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll do some stuff in the future. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, Henry, for inviting me. and. Uh... I really enjoy your podcast and what you're doing for people. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.